Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and remember everyone, you don't want to over-egg token the pudding. Squeamy Gee getting caught up on the meta traffic with the weatherlight report. I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Well, he is clearly exhausted from Magic Fest OKC, so we pulled in a pro, Lowry from Commander Smith's. MTG life gain should not be life gold. Oh, Ooh, like it. all right, all right, all right. Thank you for tuning in to your number 12 source for Magic the Gathering News. We are excited to be nominated for an Emmy Cruel one day, one could hope. Uh, I'll admit, you guys are my number two. Oh! oh! Thank you. I always love being the runner-up. Yeah. I always love being the well, Wait, is number, one, is number one Commander Smith's podcast? Yeah, yeah. I like listening to myself. So. That's fair. We're going to start off the top of the cast with the latest in Carnage that ensued with games with 45 I'm going to start this one off. So we've been recently playing Usurper. It's and, the best. And we've I been doing it. it in a fun way to where... Whoever starts off as the quote-unquote king starts with Queen Marchesa. So I guess you're identify as he, she, whatever. Whatever. Uh, but then we try to do other political-style decks. So, like, I'll put in my Persistent Partitioners deck because yes, that's always, hilarious. Yes. Um, and now I think when we do it, I'm also going to bring the other Marchesa. Oh, yeah, the, the usurper. usurper. Right. Uh, and so I was the king-queen, and I was doing doing some work with yeah. Queen Marchesa. Yeah. Uh, it was weird, but, like, no one... Everyone was just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, we like, couldn't figure out yeah, whose roles right. were who. Uh, but Mr. Magoo, our artist uh, for the podcast, uh, died first. He turned out to be my knight, but I didn't kill him. Right. So, but the shapeshifter, sure. the changeling, took his role. But then you also didn't kill him. Although I was I was thinking about that. You sort of did. Like, you didn't directly kill him. Oh, yeah. But actions. The, the so other damage. We might want to talk that through because it, it was your. If you hadn't done that, it wasn't. Because was you were fault. the instigator. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what I did is I did a board wipe with two massacre worms right. on the battlefield. And he had uh, like six or seven creatures and he was at like yeah. 10 life. Yep. So I board wiped. So I didn't kill him. Massacre worm did. So <laughs> I think it, thematically you did. Yeah. yeah. When you but go it, in and you know what's about to happen, I think you may. I, yeah, I think so it was really. actually down to squeam. McGee and Big Tuck? And it Dan. was. It was, yeah. Well, Dan, was, Dan, Dan died. Dan was out. It, was, was, it out. was the it three was, of us. Oh, at the end of it, yeah, yep. yeah. And Big Tuck and Squee were each at like five to yep. seven life. Dude, I was floating between one and three the whole like <laughs> last 30 minutes of that game. Yeah, and I could... And so... The issue was he the knew- necromancer had not died yet. Yep. So I was trying to figure out who the necromancer was. Squee McGee had won our last usurper game, and he did it by kind of slow playing it to where I killed him and he ended up yeah, winning. I'd like to thank yeah. the Academy that and a few incredible. other people for the performance that I put on that day. And basically, he had, was only playing like a creature with all this mana with still a card in hand. Big Tuck was actually playing a full board. And so I was like, okay, clearly I got to kill... Big Tuck first because clearly he's not the necromancer because he's playing all the stuff. So I swing over there, kill him first. My time, and he turned out to be the necromancer. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we and could not stop grinded, him. And we grinded it out, grinded it out, and he got the win. It so, was awesome. Uh, clearly, both games 
it was my fault that the person <laughs> yes, that won. Is, that is also true. I enabled Squee McGee yes. to win, and I enabled Big Tuck to win off their card. So clearly, I suck. So and he may or may not have so taken the bait. Is that so a, I'm going to be taking vigilant notes during our uh, <laughs> every pl- every what's the plane chase? Yeah. Uh, what's the plane chase section? So, well, Squee, did you have a game you want to talk about? I have three in a row where Dan steamrolled everything and ended up for some reason I. So I recently built the Rayami deck that I had put together in the Weatherlight report from a couple weeks back. And I wanted to give it its, you know, you go out on training wheels, you roll sure, around yeah. the street, somebody catches you if you fall over, that kind of thing. And I told everybody, and everybody hated me out of the game every time. To be fair, we Whoa. said this, it was only because you were the most That's not even true. I've heard this <laughs> too many times from too many people. That's not true. I had multiple creatures on the board. For some reason, when I put out a creature that gave me protection from one player, another player decided they didn't want me yeah, to have protection that from was, a player that wasn't there. That game was devoid ended up of knocking logic. me out. And it was I, I'm salty. Yeah. The perspiring. I'm a little upset. It's gonna have to Just move on to from rough, that. I don't want to tell you any more about it. A rough, a rough way to go into the work week. <laughs> Rayami's getting ripped apart this week. <laughs> That's a weatherlight report that isn't going to fly. Well, Lowry, Ooh, like that. Thank you. Uh, do you have any games that you want to talk about? Uh, you know what? We can. Uh, I, I talked about this on my podcast, uh, but I was playing my Rian deck, and oh. a Eureka player played Worst Fears on me, <laughs> which is they get to take your And uh, my co-host Adam, right before it was my turn, played Obnixilis Unshackled, which is whenever a player or an opponent. Searches their library, they lose 10 life. Oh. <laughs> and I had, I was, I looked at my hand, I was like, oh, thank God, I don't have anything that searches. Uh, number two, who's a friend of the, the podcast, comes over and sits down, draws natural order. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm at 11. Oh, no. <laughs> so they natural order, get rid of, uh, one of my best car creatures. Whatever. Did you fail to find on natural order too? Uh, actually, what they did was they went and found uh, a, a card that went and destroyed somebody else's artifact, a soul ring or whatever, just to oh, gain sure, okay. an advantage. And so I go down to one, and somebody had uh, underworld dreams effect in play, and so the next time I drew a card, I'd lose one life, and I was at right. one life, <laughs> <laughs> and so I never got to play again. No, oh, <laughs> sorry to hear that. In true uh, take control of another person's turns yeah. fashion, it sounds like I never saw right the light of day again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, Big Tuck, what about you? What game from Sunday do you want to talk about? Uh, none of them because I got ravaged. Uh, so <laughs> I want to talk about uh, Saturday night. Me and uh, Marketing Ross, I guess is what you can call Marketing him. Marketing Ross. Yeah, I worked. I you met can him just in, call him Ross. Uh, I like Marketing Ross. So, uh, Marketing Ross had some of us over to play, and I finally got done sorting the 250 cards and the $400 of cards I ordered from TCG Player. So, I was so excited to play these new decks, and I played Taste of Karlov, and I'm never going <laughs> to play it ever again. Oh, it, no. is so, it, is, it is so degenerate, and I got a nonstop loop of people, like, whenever I sacked a creature, I'd get two tokens, and then everyone would lose eight, and then someone else would lose eight, because I had Blood Artist and Zolport <laughs> Cutthroat out, 
It was just this horrible Rube Goldberg machine. I felt so I felt so bad. I kept apologizing, went full Canadian, as friend of the show Tice would say. Here we go. Um, but the funny thing is, I believe Ross had mentioned, so part of this Lowry was, I guess it was teaching new players how to play EDH. Oh, that and sounds awful. I guess one awful, of the guys, then. well, yeah. I guess yeah. one of the guys was like, I want to build that, or I'm going yeah, to build that. Yeah, and I was like, guys, really? I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm, going, I'm going to put this deck, I'm going to dismantle this deck. It's too, it's built too a bullshit. So. Anyways, that's what I want to say. I don't know when I'm going to play it next. Hopefully never. And uh, I'll just. But if you're going to dismantle it, of course you're never going to play it again. I'll join Prosh, Brea, Mizix, <laughs> Eureka, and Silvala. I'm so happy. Been demanded. I'm so I'm, happy I'm you brought a play, new breed so. of players <laughs> in that are going to do degenerate things their entire career. So I just wanted to, I wanted to highlight how good that commander ended up being. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? So today, figured, you know, next year, I believe, is the election. So and right now we're going through impeachment trials. Yeah, it's been an up and down ride. Uh, welcome That's to the CNN way. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking politics today. Uh, I thought it'd be fun now, you know, w- with having a guest from another show, different part of the country, completely different playgroup. Yeah. We mm-hmm. have Squee McGee that's been back in our playgroup now for four or five months or so. Uh, Big Tuck and I have been consistently playing. EDH for yep. many moons. And I played in four different cities. And in two different countries. countries yeah. Uh, so I thought it'd be unique to kind of just hear how we kind of look at politics. You know, how do you, because that's the big thing with EDH. EDH isn't as simple as a 60 card constructed format because that you just sit down and want to basically shoot the person in the face that's in front of you. Um, <laughs> this one, you probably, you maybe not, not yeah. want to do that uh, unless you're playing super degenerate CEDH and want to win on turn two. Uh, but most of the time you have to convince other people to do stuff for you or not do stuff to you. So I want to start this one off because it's going to be kind of a free form discussion. I want to talk about the best thing about playing blue Holding up that two blue no. mana. One of the best <laughs> politic things you could possibly ever do. You don't even have to play, have played a counter spell previous in your turns. You just hold yeah. up that two and you kind of like put your two fingers yeah, on it, like, your index oh. in your middle, and you just kind of rub it. It's like it's like you're 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 rubbing a, a little baby pig. Just like and it's the cutest thing. <laughs> and then you and then you, and then you play high tide and then play curse of the swine, so it is a little baby pig. <laughs> well, and, and then the thing that makes it nice is because once again, it's all about how you do your actions. So anytime someone plays something, it's like, here, let me take a look at that real quick. Yeah. And then you read it. And then you kind of look at your hand. And then you slow down the game you read for it, 10 minutes every turn. And then you put it back. <laughs> and then it kind of scares people into not doing anything, which is great. I think the concept of like terrorism cards, we've talked about mm-hmm. so much, right? Like your Nev's Disc, your Chorus of Portals, those sort of things. Um, and I think something that... I have learned over the years for me when it comes to politics, people use those as like a bargaining chip, right? Sure. And I've also noticed a lot of times that's all they got. Yeah. And they're just like holding out to where they can actually do yeah. something and actually for do sure. a benefit, right? So I've always taught people, and I'm a firm believer in you don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> exactly. And you just do it, you're just going to play it out anyways because they're either going to blow it or they're not, right? So they either I'd, have I'd give you the opposite. Nothing. So I play a lot of pacifism cards right. in fogs, sure. Drew's Deliverance, that type of stuff. But it's the same type of thing. I've now noticed when I. I'm holding a green or two mana open. Usually I would spend it all to make tokens. Right. People start to look at me a little bit funny and they say, well, maybe maybe I'll help you. It might be sitting on that constant miss. But I think that's like, I think that's one of the biggest things because board wipes are so prevalent because there's so much removal. um, There's so many ways to back set. I mean, every deck's got them. Every deck's built with them. That idea of like trying to hold the table hostage. My advice 
don't let them just power through and figure it out. So hey, that's, I, that's and how I, I am like firmly in Big Tuck's corner here. Ah! It is, and, that, and that's a, it's a personality type, I think, because um, just a little while ago, uh, Mr. Combo, you said that uh, magic's very similar to poker, and that's mm-hmm. very, very true. And yeah, so absolutely. for me, I, I just go, oh, you want to threaten the table and slow everything down. Either I'm going to do something uh, good enough that you need to react to me, or I know that you don't have something to react to me. And right. so then that alleviates whatever um, veil that you're trying to create. I And, that, and it's more of, uh, in my play group, it's if blue player is at seven mana open and that's like, Oh yeah. Rift. Rift, yeah. And I the, go the rift threat. Yeah. I just go, I'm all out of attack. <laughs> you. What are I you going to do? I agree. And, if and you so have seven mana open it, at the end of your turn and you have something in your hand, I feel no remorse. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, it's, it's either got the or they don't, right? Force the player to do it when they don't want to do it. That's how I look at it. Well, and that's how you f- Ian on Sunday because he was your partner. He was your knight, and you were like, oh yeah, I'll vote, I'll vote Carnage for sure. And then he was like, okay, I'm not going to play anything. Wisely playing into his role, and then you're like, ah, homage, I'm just going to draw a card. Like, <laughs> By the way, Usurper is a beautiful political yeah. scheme type, like, type of game. It's, it is. It makes, that's mean, why it's so it's good, because it takes... It, like, it, it, uh, it, it breaks the it, rules it builds, to a point where people don't really know right, what's and, like, about I think it actually... Like, build, I like Usurper because you can play... I think that's the best part about playing EDH, right? Like, you can play EDH heads up if you want, or in like pods of three, or however many you want. But it, like that political aspect, that like being able to curry favor, being able to play it more like yep. sort of a board game. Um, that's why I like Usurper so much because it it builds rules around that, yeah. right? It encourages that. Encourages yeah. It's hilarious. I remember uh, Mr. Combo, you and Dan talked for a solid, I'd say three or four minutes about whether I was or yeah, was right. not the role that I was. <laughs> and you you initially said, yeah, he's absolutely that person because he keeps attacking you. And then oh, I didn't say shit. I just right. hung back, you know, for sure. That tight as well. Yeah. And you and Dan then decided that I wasn't that person. And for the rest of the game, I rolled on. It was beautiful. I was undercover. <clears throat> and you didn't go with your gut and it busted your ass. Oh, so I know, I know. that's why I like, um, have you ever played? And uh, Laura, I know we talked about this. Have you played these sort of like, um, there's like Usurper, there's um, Bounty Systems, these sort of like variants on EDH that try to make it into more like, a structured sort of board game or more like werewolf or mafia. Have you tried any of these different formats out? I, I haven't, I haven't tried any of these variants. I like, okay. I'm just learning as you guys uh, are explaining it. So I, I think they yeah. sound really interesting. The one you're explaining right now, a little bit of a tangent. Have you guys ever played secret Hitler? Yeah. 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 I actually, is it so, similar to that? So here's a cool story. I was at, when I was living in Chicago, drink for that (laughs) Uh, i actually went to um the headquarters of i damn it there's some game oh the company that makes um cards against humanity oh okay and they like would do qa sessions where people would bring in their prototype games and actually played sacred secret hitler there before it even got released what oh that's kind of nice so so like everyone's everyone's effectively or like if you played werewolf lowry um everyone's delta roll Right, that has these specific mm-hmm. things, and um, the only person who the role is known is the king. Yep. And the okay. king starts as the monarch, starts with ten extra life, and goes first. 
and then some of the cards some of the cards only win when the king wins some of the cards only win when everyone else loses and so on and so forth so um it's really fun you got to make sure that you're with it, it's a really hard game to play with people who are newer to the game but if you have like established group of people who know each other well and you can kind of start picking up on each other's you know uh the way they're the way they play their play styles that sort of things it really adds a lot of fun to the game yeah cool. and you know Very with cool. adam being a proxy uh you know creator uh there's even variants of right. usurper which i've just recently ordered some um from a, a guy on instagram that i get proxies from he actually has a star wars usurper game and a dc cool. comics usurper yep. game like for example <laughs> like the dark side one it says start the game with this card hidden face down in your command zone and when you are eliminated from the game reveal this card the player that eliminated you is eliminated at the beginning of their next upkeep oh. to win eliminate yeah. one hero and another player right so that's... it's kind of cool and stuff and like if, that and if you want to and for those who are listening to and think this is interesting you can do this with just a deck of cards so yep. you get a kit you get a king a jack two aces and a joker and the king, cool. the, the king and the jack are together the two aces are against the king and the jack and and then the joker only it's wins the if they're the last person who wins yep cool well and that kind of goes into the secondary one where it's being the terrorist which i think we've just kind of <laughs> yeah, talked right. about so i think the next one hot topic Group hug cards don't work or bring favor to you. I'm sorry they don't. <laughs> they mine. don't work at all. Yeah, they don't like, work at oh, all. Oh, hey guys, you. I'm, I'm trying to help you work. out. You you draw an extra card. It's like cool. I'm still going to kill right. you. Yeah, uh, it's like, it's absolutely. Like, that's how I try to play Nekuzar, but and people people <laughs> didn't realize at first. Like, look, I mean, it's just it's Frexian Arena, except you get you have to pay for each card you draw, right? But I, you'd play Frexian Arena in your deck, wouldn't you? I'm giving it to you for free. <laughs> and then like, uh, okay, and then it's like, oh, and then I'm gonna windfall, and everyone's gonna lose the game in one swoop so yeah i can't count how many times towards the end of the game that people tried to make a deal with me yeah. and i just flat turned them down and kicked them on their ass and said the whole point of me being here is to kill you <laughs> Larry, do you see do you see people playing those like uh feldegriff group hug decks because i saw those a lot when i first started playing i think people just realize they don't do anything uh do you see a lot of those out in the wild for me, i don't know about i i know like nekusor like as an example or zedru like sure. I, you know that there are those tricks and squeeze totally right. Like they're there to win. Um, right. and that's generally what I deal with. And so what, like how I manage those are actually, I I'm really aggressive on those players sure. to a point. And so what I end up doing is I put them within a manageable place right. so that like they can still kind of do their thing. And if they're really, you know, if they are a true group hog, not wanting to win, they can do their Did thing. We just become best friends. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But if 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 they want to do some shenanigans, you're like, okay, if you didn't get me, I'm gonna get you. The game is right, over. Yeah. I, I want you to be in a manageable position to uh, deal with you. Mm-hmm. I've come so. to find that that politics generally lead to how suspicious are you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it comes to a point, and that's why I've always sat tight. Because when I didn't sit tight, I got hated out in three to six turns, at very most. And when I did sit tight, then you kind of lay low, and you don't right. really bother people. and Let, let them you know, sort it out. Sure. Yeah, you kind of let them sort it out. You play things. You don't really make any raw deals. I, I tend to actually, in the first three quarters of the game, I almost never make a deal. Oh, I make a the deal. Only time, I, I love, I love <laughs> slinging deals. I the love only time I make a deal is the end of the used game. car salesman we out got, there. Yeah, Mike Noble, <laughs> shout out. Uh, yeah, like, so, and it got to the point when we were playing this four-player game where we lost count because, like, I had a deal with Dan if 
But if Ross did something, I had to deal with him. But if Dan did this other thing, then I could help him. <laughs> that means you're a deal. terrible person. Uh, you've got, hey, look, you got to do what you got to do to survive, right? To get second place. And and second made, yeah, exactly. Drink exactly. Yeah, so you just got to slug it out. Uh, cool. Well, um, but, you know. And uh, you- I, I would like to add in, like, for me personally, group hug does not work. It like, doesn't. If, yeah. if I play like a silver offering and I give them, I'm going to give you five tokens and a five, five. I'm getting attacked with those like yeah, creatures right. that I give away. It's not healthy for me. I won't play Primal Vigor for that yeah. same reason. Yeah, for sure. I will never. Absolutely. In my lifetime in Magic, I will never give anybody a free token. What's that ever? One? Tempt with discovery. Yeah. Don't ever. T- don't ever take the tempt. Ever. Yeah, because yeah. No. Well, I don't know. Some sometimes you have you, to when do you're it. desperate, yeah. right? But the well, problem is, wait, like, as soon as one person, as soon, as soon as one person does it, everyone's like, "Sure, I don't care," right? Like, <laughs> That's exactly what I do. <laughs> but see, the, the crazy thing is, I mean, I've been the guy that's had to use a vampiric or demonic, demonic tutor to, get a, to land. get a land. Yeah, right. so yeah, I, I've been in that situation. Um, all right. Well, do you guys have any politic related things that you think would be worth kind of discussing? The only thing that we haven't touched is like playing arch enemy decks. Yeah, and how those are like. Like, those are so hard to try to... Like, those are really where, like, deal-making comes in. So, like, I've noticed that I have a handful of decks, and by that, like, probably half of the ones that are like that, right? Like, Perforos, Nekuzar, these sort of... Uh, Zur are the cycling version, not the degenerate version. Those all kind of turn into, like, you versus the world. So, yeah. like, my only advice with those is, like, when you're playing those... Even if you see the right line of play, sometimes it's best to stop. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're like, I can perforce everyone for 20 right now, but then you're like, all right. sitting tight. Or like your like Eureka is another good example, right? Even though that one you kind of have to because yeah. there's nothing else to do. <laughs> but um, when you're well, playing... you're going to play Ornithopter yeah, for exactly. zero again. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm done. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my advice for people when you're playing those sort of like 1v all or like deals a lot of damage out. Uh, the dragon guy... Oh god, Kokochi! Okay. Yeah, you right, can't like, say dragon guy and let me pick you have one. one. You have four decks. <laughs> I've talked about a bunch of dragons. Though. So anyway, but the point is, like, when you're playing those sort of decks, just make sure to try to pace yourself, or yep. else you will get blasted as soon as people figure out. And I will say, design. along those lines, to further that point too, and a, this has happened to me on recent, apparently Rayami, which is brand new. Who knew how that would go? But you can, in a, your own meta or group of people that are playing. You can build a deck that wouldn't technically be a you know arch enemy right. out there in the world, but in your group it is it an just arch enemy. Becomes that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they know every card that's in your deck. They know yeah. what's coming. They know what you have if you have two mana untapped. That that type of thing. So make sure that you take that into account because if you're playing with the same group of I don't know four to six or four to eight people, and typically that's how commander pods work. You're right. not going to be playing with new people every single week. Yep. Uh, just be cognizant of what's going on, and the way that I try to politic my deck is ease into things. You gotta, you gotta play it slow. Ease they, into they, things they, by they, populating they and making and then, a billion tokens every turn. Where the politics really come into play is then once they get used to you easing into things, then you actually right. hit them in the face for something, and or you do the exact opposite of what you've been telling them for weeks. You just throw them off your game. It's like, like you said, it's like playing poker. Right. You, so you, maybe you're bluffing with a fog and one mm-hmm. man open when I ain't got shit in my hand. So Larry, <laughs> is there any specific politicking thing that you think would be kind of fun to talk about? Uh, so like I, I'm I'll, I'll piggyback a little bit. Um, I, I am generally the arch enemy within my group. And one thing, that my own if, heart. if, if you are the arch enemy within your group, you need to understand a little bit that, if you downpower your decks to make it not seem as threatening, it, it might not work. 
Because in my playgroup, you still need some firepower. When in doubt, attack a smith. um and so like uh we we just talked about it but like uh on my podcast but it's if if i'm not there like if i have something to do from uh and adam and everybody else is there adam gets attacked fully and he's like (laughs) i'm so happy when you show up because it either spreads it out or like everybody's attacking me right no i i I think I, I think, think you're a, right too. Oh, oh go ahead. I, I think that's a hundred percent fair point because, like Big Tuck likes to talk about, I also am the arch enemy <laughs> at a lot of tables. Yep. Uh, because eighty percent of my decks are degenerate, competitive, uh, combo degenerate, competitive. Degenerate. Uh, so, <laughs> but the the thing that I have noticed is our play group has expanded immensely yeah, in the last that's six crazy. months. And it's been nice, though, because a lot of the guys that come in also have competitive yes. desks. Yes. So that's one thing I will say is if you are someone that's like, OK, I am looking. I'm always the arch enemy. Um, I go to my and this is probably more of an LGS uh, comment opposed to your own home play group. Um, mm-hmm. But if you've noticed, like, I really like this deck. I feel like it's good. But the people that I sit down with, they just know that. I'm the threat and they need to right. curb stomp me. Try to find another group at the LGS or try uh, maybe a different LGS and see if there are more decks in line with your power level. Yep. Because then you can actually kind of fly under the radar and maybe win some games. But yeah. even if you do win a game and do your thing, if you're at a relatively, I'd say within one or two of this made up power level that everyone talks about, <laughs> future games, you're it's not going to be like, oh, we got to kill this Lowry guy because right, right, right. he showed right, up yeah. and... And with, you know, Rien, uh, which will be a deck we'll talk about in a couple brews and builds. Um, oh, he did this degenerate thing and like, oh, we got to kill him. It's going to be like, oh, I have to be knowledgeable of that. But then also Big Tuck can do this right. thing and Squeamy D can do this thing. Um, and so me as Mr. Combo number five, I have to kind of spread out what that hate is. And I think that's one thing in our play group when we've had, uh, we have a Magic Pro player for us today to Wong. He plays in our group now. Uh, Kevin, I feel like has, you know, he's yeah. more of a modern player. Same Duff. thing with Will. Joe, uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, shout out to you. Uh, He's been on a rampage. Yeah. Joe yeah, sneakily shows up and wins like four or five yeah, games every time. The weird thing, though, is that he plays my decks a lot of the times yeah. and wins with them, which I would think you dicks would kill him because he's playing in Mr. Combo deck. You would, you, but you would no. think so. I try so, to tell he's people, in all but of our no, one, heads. no one knows what they're doing. Because so. you're the arch enemy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. oh, and Lowry, to your point, too, Like I, I believe that you have to not necessarily power your deck down because that hurts no. you. Right. But yeah. you need to play your cards at the right time. I don't sure. know. I I disagree with that because I think if you... I fell if, back on playing a doubling season for two or three turns because I knew that something... Was, but, if, as soon as I play that, it was not going to be beneficial. Yeah. So but the thing wait, is, though... And you kind of... you. you Make somebody believe, oh, I just drew that. Or but, like, right. yeah, 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 but you're talking also about a deck that only kind of wins off of with tokens. So, of course, once the doubling season happens, we have to kill you. Mm-hmm. But I have purposely held back cards, and I still, or I don't even have the cards. Right. I'm land screwed, and people just still destroy me. Right. So I almost think that with a deck, if you want to no longer be the arch enemy, you just have to know you're probably going to have to lose like five to ten games in a row with that deck. Right. Before people are like, oh, he must have done something. The deck sucks now. Yeah, yeah. Or I just wish. know that, or just, or just know that you're like, like when I played Nekazar, I'm like, okay, I know I'm not gonna make any friends, so I'm gonna try to do as much as I can, as fast as I can, yeah. burn people out, board wipe, and then move on. Cool. Well, um, uh, like going going along with uh, what Squee was saying a little bit 
is is when when you are the arch enemy a little bit, um, you almost got to play like everybody has a counter spell, and so yeah. uh, like you need to bait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so you're you're going. I don't want to play my best card, my doubling season, but I still need to play good cards that advance my board state. And so That's how fair. would I play this? Yeah, yeah. And hopefully people just destroy that or say not as bad. And right. again, if you have that reputation, it doesn't really work. But again, doubling season goes target. And yeah. so <laughs> there there is that baiting aspect when you are the arch enemy. So that that is something also. Yeah, I would typically only play a doubling season when I knew that I could get something effective done this turn because it's off the board in For sure. less yeah, than my probably next combat. Yeah, or you could be like Mr. Combo and Big Tuck, and you pull out probably half of your decks, just show the commander, and they're like, oh, killing yep, you first. coming in. So, well, <laughs> that's going to wrap up. What's the plane chase, guys? Now in the last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the weather label. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. Today we're talking Rith the Awakener. Hey! Yep. Former Big Tuck uh, Commander. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Really? I didn't this was, know. This was one of the uh this was one of my four iterations on Naya, I think. Beautiful, so, beautiful. I'm yeah, very no, I, familiar. I, I picked this one out because I wanted to go with the Naya theme. With... And you're and you, this is your second uh Elder Dragon, too. It is. As, it is my second intent. Elder Dragon. But I want to do a Naya theme for those of you listening in the future. Ooh. <laughs> yes, there there may be a Bruise and Bills episode talking about a Naya commander coming up. So, uh, for those playing the home game, this commander is clocking in at a tepid one dollar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that room temperature one dollar. <laughs> Rithy Awakener. So he's a six six dragon for three colorless, a red, a white, and a green. It reads: Whenever Rithy Awakener deals combat damage to a player, you may pay two and a green. If you do, choose a color. Put a one one green sapling creature token onto play for each permanent of that color. Yeah, you know, I like tokens. I do like that how seems pretty decent. I do like how he this also flies. Yes, and I do like how it's um all permanents, not just ones you control. Yes. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like the fact that yes, you could pick uh one of the other colors that benefits you that one time, but then once you have those green saplings, you just pick green right, each time. Exactly. And it's just almost like <laughs> just doubling season. every single time. <laughs> oh, sure. it's gross. <laughs> so the first card I wanted to talk about, it's very simple, it's very cheap. It's a two cost instant, it's one colorless and one red, it's psychotic fury. And what it reads is, target multicolored creature gains double strength yeah. until end of turn, draw a card. And I thought this was going to be great for the future and or the past. Yes. All multicolored creatures get this effect. So I think this would be a great addition to a particular deck that may be talked oh, about in okay. a week or two. In this deck, you can bounce this onto your commander, do double strike damage with your commander, which you already need to do to get the effect. You also get to do a draw card out of it, and it's at instant speed. But I think with this one, you get to do the effect twice, right? Because it deals Correct. combat damage. Correct. So it deals so the you, first. So, yeah, you cast that. He hits first. You pay your three with that trigger on the stack. Then he hits again. Then you pay another the three. three. Get even more out yeah. of it. Love it. So you can use them twice. You get a card out of it. And if you do that with your commander, I mean, he's already he's, he's already a big boy. Yeah, so he's, he's going to be dealing a lot of damage as a, as a 6-6 six, six flyer coming in with double strength. And then you so. have impact trimmers. Right, exactly. And, and, then, you and, the and then you have Kiki yeah. oh, Right, and then you make another copy of that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's, that's the first card I wanted to talk about. I think it comes in 
well under 50 cents, if I recall. Yeah, I think so. So, Lowry, do you think, like, since, you know, I usually know that these kind of cantrip cards have no place in EDH unless you play Feather. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> do you think, though, with something like this guide where he's going to have that three-mana effect to make all those tokens, do you think cantrip-like spells make sense in this deck? Or do you think it's still one of those things to where it's like, uh, I'd rather try to find something else to do? Uh, well, I, I would say, like, in, in a Naya deck, and we talked about this in the future, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, you're kind of wanting those draw effects and just having that mm -hmm. random draw effect or scry effect from, like, my, Magma Jet, or I don't know your deck, obviously, but when, when you have those manipulation and draw spells within Naya colors, it's always good. I, I yeah, think, sure. especially when you're talking about dealing 12 damage instead of six, doubling up mm -hmm. your tokens. Like, well, I think it's almost a double double because you get the double on the first strike, and then, well, that's only if you had tokens because your first. Yeah, one, I guess that creating, that yeah, on the step. Yeah. yeah, you so, create your tokens, so, then you double your. And tokens. then you get, then you'd get the extra for the green permanents from the ones. Yeah, you right. the first Okay. Time. Yeah. So funny thing, uh, since we are talking to one half of the Commander Smiths, and they're all about specs. This card before War of the Spark was twenty cents. Yeah, nothing. It spiked to two dollars and fifty cents. Whoa! Whoa! Now, what Man, you need I to do is actually look at, look at the prices. foils a little bit, and that card went. Uh, the foil went up to six eight. 10 like i don't know what it's at wow, at this point wow but the foil multiplier Man, i'm gonna have to kick it out of this weather light report that's too expensive yeah <laughs> i mean the foil multiplier is still like almost a six times oh do you know lowry what card in war made that thing spike uh which card was it uh the psychotic fury oh that was the feather. target yeah oh feather oh duh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes sense <laughs> all right well squeak what's the next card yeah so next card i want to talk about is torbrand thane of red fell oh. yeah yeah, absolutely. Oh, my boy, a, favorite. A legendary dwarf noble for one colorless and three red. It reads, if a red source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent and opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus two instead. Yep. Put that on your commander. Yep. <laughs> this deck's going to be pretty heavily multicolored, so there's going to be red in most every creature you put in here, kind of similar two is nice. to the future. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, every time you swing in with an extra two with your commander... I can't ask for a whole lot more than or, that. Or, like when I talked about impact tremors, each one making three damage yeah. instead yeah. of one damage. Yeah. And uh, for four mana, he's not really not all that expensive yeah, for what the, he does. The only thing that's kind of bad with him in a three-color deck is you got is trip, red. trip red. For sure. yeah. yeah, so you, you just have to make sure you have mana rocks and things to be able to produce yeah. that. Because usually... We'll green, purchase a Mr. Combo-approved mana base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spin a couple but, gur on but that. Green, green also has access to like the cultivates of the world. Fair. So yep. I don't yep. see like Naya decks especially don't I've never really seen any problems with mana yeah. on that, so but no, I think that's a good card. Uh, honestly, I think Tobran could be a EDH standard. I, I know you. I, know I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't chime in on the so standards cool. much, but I, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put that in there. And for actually, a red shout standard. out to Dan because he got the full art foil one as his prize from our drinkathon that we did for Thanksgiving. Did he say? He, then did he say yeah. he's gonna yeah. buy it? Yeah. So Lowry, funny thing on this because he mm -hmm. like he knew that I was hard on that card. I wanted it super bad, <laughs> uh, and so I think he picked right before me, and he is like. So here, here's and he was just gone at this yeah, point. We're all and so he, he was like, "Look, look, I'm gonna take this one, but I'm gonna buy you one." And I was like, "No, man, that's a lot of money." They're like, "Because I think I bought it for thirty, and then it went up to forty or fifty. Right. Um, and I was like, "No, man, that's a lot of money." He's like, "No, no, I'm gonna get it for you." And then I came up with the logical thing to say, "Well." 
why don't you just pick another card and I'll, I'll just, just take, take this one. one. Oh, yeah. And he was like, no, no, no. I'm going to buy you one. <laughs> not, not to so. insult this guy, but it sounds like you're a lot better at politicking than... Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. Well, this guy, actually, he has uh, his uh, coin flip deck. Yeah. Ocon uh, Rex. Brutal. What would that do? Killed you. I have you so many suspicions about yeah, all Killed Big Tuck yeah. on turn three this last weekend. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what's the next card? So the next card, I would like us to all chant it down. Three, two, one. Titanic, Titanic ultimatum. ultimatum. Yes. <laughs> they all knew what it was. It is a sorcery for two red, three green, and two white, which is just the, that's like the worst amount of Absolutely. all colors. You don't have any colorless to spend on it. Yeah. All You're really going to have to be putting right out your lands for that. That's the only there. downside to that card. But... Until end of turn, creatures you can control get plus five, plus five, and gain first strike, trample, and life. Obviously, it's very yeah. apparent yeah, as it's what it does. It's a, it's a game winner. <laughs> it's a game ender. But for the mana base, it's really expensive. But the reason that I like this card is it to me, if you're playing Naya, it's more or less a overwhelming stampede for a lot less mm, Sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, it's just once again, we kind of talked about the trip red, having trip green and, and the double yeah. red and the double white. That's rough. That it, it can be a challenge. So you just have to make sure you build your mana base smart. For sure. Yeah, to me, um, this is an, an end of the game when you've got 9, 12, 14 mana sitting out. Right. You've yeah. got most of your color combos and you're looking for a way to win. Every Everybody's and, below 20. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, well, yeah, and, and, and it's and, something that I've never had access to. And I, I recently learned about this because I've been playing green white as something that I was stomped with. Yeah, right. and most likely, guys, if you're building a Rift deck, you're building it around making all these Sapperlings. Right. Whether they stay Sapperlings or turn into something else, you, you want to have that. It's like a weird, almost like Voltron Commander with right. this with go wide right. sub That's what I did. But then you like, use the Voltron to knock one or two people out because it's very rare right. that you can knock four people out with or yeah. three people out with a Voltron. So and you use get, some to attack, some to block, some to, if to you, deal you combat. You do come up with this like, critical mass of Sapperlings, which actually would be good for this card because if you play like your Song of Fraley's, your Cryptolithorites, your Phyrexian Altars, mm-hmm. This like this mana cost feeds a lot of mana. Isn't isn't quite as bad right. as backbreaking, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's usually a winner. Okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah no, I like this card a lot. So the last card I wanted to talk about is Berserker's Onslaught. It's a red enchantment for three colorless and two red, and any Voltron deck would use this if it has red in it. Oh, yeah. It it reads, attacking creatures you control gain double strike until end of turn. And that's (laughs) nice, because it's not a global enchantment. It's golden. It's only your board state. Oh, yeah, yeah, All your creatures get double strike. Every time your commander's dealing in damage, he's doing 12 instead of 6. Yep. And that'll kill out the entire board in a couple of turns unless they deal with it. And for five mana and dirt cheap as far as the actual hard cost... I, and this is really good. I don't understand why this isn't in a lot more decks. Anything that runs red to me, I would foresee this being almost a standard. The only thing I don't like about it is that it doesn't give evasion. Yeah. So even if you, you have, have your trample. one one, even if you yeah. have your one one, tra- if you have mm-hmm. your one one Sapperlings, a one one double striker isn't isn't quite as good. Yeah, but sure. by then you'll also have yeah. Beastmaster, Triumph of the Hordes, maybe yeah. something like or that. Or even so. when you're running go wide with red. Yeah. You have your double strike. That's killing out th- almost all I their th- blockers. You come back I next turn Mag- and you clap. Magoo runs this in his Vampire's deck, probably. Correct? I think I've seen it in there. Yeah. So I haven't seen this out in the wild too many times. But yeah, it's certainly. It's certainly I was really surprised one. about this one because I, I did a quick search on what gives all attacking creatures yep. double strike, and it was a dirt cheap five cost right. red and enchantment. If, and if you are so for those playing those playing the home game out there, if you are looking for something that's straight Voltron. <laughs> 
For uh, one mana cheaper, three colors and a red, you can get Blood Mist, which is the yep. beginning of combat on your turn. Target creature you control against double strike until end of turn. But that's only Save target you, yeah. creature. This is all attacking. Right, right. So when you're going it's wide, a, you a, gotta it's, take it. It's one cheaper for the a similar effect if you're doing more of a Voltron effect. Well, you, you um, actually kind of have a, a white enchantment from the commander sets that's one white, two colorless. At the beginning of every upkeep or every uh, oh yeah, attack. Uh, duelist heritage. What I used to run that in my restate. Yeah, uh, duel duelist heritage. Yes. yes, that's correct. That that could work. Yeah, that like one's that, awesome. Uh, aspect as well. Um, and the other caveat to this card is it gives your commander double strike, so you get to trigger him twice right, every yep, single turn, yep. even if you're not swinging out for mortal damage. Um, I, I love this enchantment. Uh, in like my, I, I used to have a Kahiji deck where you're giving all your creatures plus two oh, plus zero yeah. and then double <laughs> strike. Yeah. Man, it, it's, it, your favorite. it's a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Gahiji is actually going to be one of the sub-commanders for the Big we Tuck deck yeah. that we're going to be giving away. Oh, um, awesome. So one thing I always like to do is I always like to add in one that's kind of a not-budget recommendation. Bring uh, it. But this is also one that I think would work well in, uh, Lowry, your deck that we're going to be talking about in a couple weeks. Divine Visitation. Three colorless, white-white enchantment mm -hmm. whenever uh, one or more creature tokens oh, would yeah. be created under your control. You just make that many 4-4 four, four white Eight angel oh. creature tokens. <laughs> I also just vigilance. put this in my restack and it wrecked in the uh, first game. Six, seven bucks. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. much it, though. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was. I thought that one was in the four to five range, and I think the uh, anointed procession is more uh, the seven to eight. I'm not, anointed EDH procession is right around fifteen right now. Um, really? No, divine visitation in my mind, and I just put this in my restack because it, it gives me. It turns all your tokens four, four into Sarah Angel. Just, yeah. just no, that awesome. game four, over. Four, four Sarah Angel mana. It turns all your tokens <laughs> yeah. into Sarah Angel. Yes, <laughs> it's it's. So gross. wait, is this the nineties? Is Sarah yeah, Angel still back. the standard? It's still bad. <laughs> Sarah Angel. So, I saw. I Sarah saw Angel's someone good. play a ship. I agree, but I saw someone play Shiv and Dragon on Sunday. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you can do so much was better. It, it was, was it for in the an Ur-Dragon deck? No. Because <laughs> it was in the, I was in the Shiv and Dragon at five mana is decent. It's pretty good. But Wait, like egg deck? Who had an egg deck? Ross, I think. Marketing uh -huh. Ross. <laughs> so anyways, he's, he's a budget builder, so he probably just had one lying around. But anyways, yeah. I think Divine Visitation would be an auto-include in this deck. For sure. Just oh, for because sure. Yeah. of the fact that, you know, what's better for paying, basically, hold on, six mana, so one more than Sarah Angel mana, and probably making like 15 Seems Sarah Angels. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, it's, it's real good. Absolutely beautiful. So. Well, yeah, that's all I had on this, so I want to kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower himself by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, and sharing. Without your support, we would probably still, uh, well, actually, no, we wouldn't exist. I would just be listening to the Commander Smiths on my podcast <laughs> being like, I could do this. Maybe I could do this one day. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I just had to come out. We didn't get we didn't get free bait up. right there. That was free bait. I'm coming for you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can uh, reach out to our sponsor at level1gaming.com or on Facebook, Level 1 Gaming. Uh, they do have a full store site. They sell board games, play mats, hopefully in the future be some CMD Tower merch. Uh, they also have a, do have a TCG player store that boasts over a 99% accuracy rating, which impressive. I thought was pretty impressive. impressive. Um, you can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news team and guests by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with the team at CMD Tower. Hour, at Mr. Comma number five, all spelled out except for the five, at Deer Squee, at the Commander Smiths, 
Maybe in the future, Big Tuck can finally get his shit together and finally get a Twitter account. Get your shit together. It's a few weeks away, man. Maybe. It's a few moons. A few moons. You're non-committal. He's very (laughs) non-committal. It's like he's on Tinder, swiping left on everything. He's been politicking us over this hashtag the whole time. Wait six months, and then you'll get used to it. And then tell somebody. <laughs> yeah. tell you guys. Uh, from your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.